Happy Friday, everyone. It is Denise Salcedo. You're listening to Speak Now Pro Wrestling here on F4W Online. It is Friday, February 3rd, and we got both SmackDown and AEW Rampage to get into here today. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in on this late night show. I'm so happy to be here on this Friday. I know that sometimes uh, the Friday shows, you know, it can be hard given the schedule. I wasn't here, um, what was it, the last week because of Royal Rumble weekend and just everything that was going on with that. But I'm so glad that I'm here today because there is really one thing that I can't wait to talk about on this show. And it's probably going to be what takes up the majority of this stream. And that really is um, Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn and the bloodline. I cannot wait to get into that. Um, but I will save that for a little bit. But we do have SmackDown. Uh, before I get into SmackDown, just overall thoughts. Clearly the big thing, like I just said, is everything that occurred with the bloodline. But we do got a couple of other things to touch on. In terms of AEW Rampage, I did think today's episode was just a tad bit rough. Um, there, I will go ahead and share some thoughts on that in just a moment. But before we get into that, everyone, um, it has been an insane weekend. It has been non freaking stop and tomorrow it continues on tomorrow i'm going to be waking up bright and early i have an early gig with up next fighting i'm going to be doing interviews with them from like nine to three and then from then i'm going to go drive straight to bellator and i'm going to be at bellator and then uh covering the fights and all of that as soon as that's done i'm going to come back and i'm going to watch vengeance day and then wake up the next day to do after the week so it has just been non-stop um since i came back from the royal Rumble, but I'm really happy because my YouTube channel officially hit 88,000 uh, subscribers, which means I'm only 12,000 away from that 100K mark. So I'm really, really happy about that. But I'm also happy to be back here. And we got a couple of super chats. So I'm going to dive right into those. And then we'll get into SmackDown and what occurred and then Rampage. Rampage will be a short conversation today, though. Uh, but we got Steven in here, uh, Darth Steven, who sends in a very generous super chat saying, uh, thank you for always being kind and awesome, Denise. Appreciate you and who do you see winning the women's elimination chamber match and challenging Bianca at WrestleMania? So let's talk about that. Um, I might as well get into that right now. And let me just pull up my uh, notes really quick because clearly I just had a brain fart and forgot everything about the women's elimination chamber match. Um, but okay, so. Today, we had a qualifier match, by the way. So we had a, on SmackDown a Fatal 4-Way qualifying match. This was Shotzi versus Shayna Baszler versus Natalia versus Zelina Vega. Now, I'm going to be real here. Um, there was a lot of people in this match that you instantly didn't really think were going to really... Um, you know, be that I wouldn't consider any of these four people going to WrestleMania against Bianca Belair. Like it wasn't going to be Shotzi. Uh, you know, she's just she just uh, it, the story's not there yet. It just wasn't going to be Shotzi. Shayna Baszler. There's a possibility, but again, uh, the story's not there yet. Same thing with Natalia. Uh, same thing with Zelina Vega. So there was none of these uh, particular four competitors that I actually thought had a real chance at winning the Elimination Chamber and going on to face Bianca Belair. So that was kind of, how do I say this? It could have really been um, anybody in this match. But in particular, I actually thought Shayna Baszler was going to win this. I didn't think Natalia was going to win this. I was happy when Natty got the win because truthfully, I didn't think it made a difference between Shayna and Natalia. 
um, winning this match. But I did think that Shayna was the probably the the most the, the option that I considered the most um, possible in terms of actually filling in one of the spots for the elimination chamber. Um, most of this match was pretty much Shayna dominating everybody as well. Like she gave a brutal knee to Natty. Um, she got uh, Zelina in the Carafuda clutch. She was getting shots, seeing a bunch of suplexes, and then eventually we end up seeing Natalia win. So obviously Natalia is going to add a lot of really good. Um, um, you know, she's great in the ring. So she's going to add a lot of that to the actual Elimination Chamber match. So I am excited about seeing that portion of it. But right now, the entrants that we have are Raquel Rodriguez. We have Asuka. We have Liv Morgan. We have Nikki Cross. And we have Natalia. We have one more spot available. And there's going to be a Fatal 4-Way qualifying match on Monday Night Raw. And that's going to be Meechan, which is Mia Yim, Carmella, Piper Niven and Candice LeRae. I don't think that they've done enough with Candice LeRae um, to really kind of set her up in this position, although she would be great in the match. Um, same thing with Carmella. I just don't think that um, I, I would probably consider her my least uh, my least realistic option to make it into the Elimination Chamber. To me, it's either got to be Piper Niven or it's got to be Meechid. It's got to be either one of those two in that Elimination Chamber. Um, I don't know who they're going to go with. I have a feeling that they're going to go with Meechid. But in terms of like what I've been seeing on social media, a lot of people are expecting Piper Niven to be in it. Um, so I kind of don't know where which direction they're going to go with that portion. But in terms of who's already in it and who I see winning this, honestly, right now, I'm only seeing two realistic options. And those two realistic options for me are Asuka and Liv Morgan. Um, truthfully, I think those would be the best stories. Like, I do think Raquel Rodriguez is great and wonderful in all of this. But uh, we just haven't... Um, seen that presentation of her yet to go up against Bianca Belair for WrestleMania. Like this isn't just any pay-per-view guys. Like this is WrestleMania. It's got to be a big deal opponent. And I feel that Asuka and Liv Morgan carry that with them um, more so than probably anybody else in this match. Ideally what I would like to see truthfully and I don't remember if I said this before but for me I would really like it if from now to WrestleMania that they gave the last spot to Meechan, Mia Yim and that she won the Elimination Chamber. And I really wish that we would just see like her pick up a bunch of wins a bunch against a bunch of women, because I do think that she would probably have one of the best matches with Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. But then again, it really just depends on which direction they want to go in. I do think the most realistic options are Asuka and Liv Morgan. But we will see because I think the pop, the pop, the favorites, the favorites among so among social media that I'm seeing are uh, Piper Niven and um, Asuka. Those are the two popular options that I'm seeing based on like Twitter comments and what people, what you, the people are saying. So that's where we're at with that. So it really just depends. They can go into multiple uh, different directions here. But thank you so much to Steven for uh, getting us going with some good conversation. We got Cadillac Carson, who also sends in a very generous super chat. Thank you so much to Cadillac Carson, who says, I'm going to say it. WWE pull an audible and put the title on Sammy. I love Cody, but dang it, just do it. Also, anyone else trying to eat some sushi and steaks with Jimmy and Solo? Yeah, they got to go and uh, get some food is apparently what Roman Reigns was saying to them, etc. Now, this is going to be a massive topic 
on today's show. Like this is the topic of today's show. So I'm going to save your comment here, Cadillac, because we, we got a lot to get into in regards to that. So I'll circle back to this. Um, we got Hannah, uh, Hannah Hugh, and thank you so much to Hannah who sends in a super chat saying, do you see Dakota and EO interfering in Bailey's match on Monday? I don't see why not. But then again, I want to see a straightforward steel cage match between these two women. We already know that we were robbed. We already know that we were robbed of this match previously on Raw and we didn't get it for, you know, cards subject to change. But um, depending on where they're going with Becky Lynch and Bailey for WrestleMania, because like my assumption is there that they're going to probably do. Um, I think it was today that like... I don't know where, what exactly they have planned for Bailey and Becky. I don't know if they're going to take them all the way to WrestleMania. I don't see why not. I wouldn't mind seeing Becky versus Bailey at WrestleMania. I truly wouldn't. But I really think that depending on what happens at that steel cage match is going to determine whether or not we're going to continue to see this all the way to WrestleMania. Um, still a little bit unclear on that, but I don't see. But I do see Dakota and Io trying to find some sort of way to interfere into Bailey and Becky's match. So I'm a little bit undecided on this one, but thank you so much to Hannah for also sending in this super chat here today. I appreciate it um, so much. Um, okay, so now let's go ahead and get into a smackdown and let's get into everything. All right, so um, we got Ricochet and Braun Strowman taking on Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig, Ludwig Kaiser to open up the show here today. And this one to me was kind of funny because I thought it was a little bit of some irony that we're seeing Ricochet and Braun Strowman team up together because Braun Strowman, um, if you guys remember, tweeted that whole thing about him hit him hating the flippy shit. And then there he is teaming up with Ricochet. Although I will say this, they kind of made a fun tag team together. They had some good moments. They did some fun spots together as a tag team. Clearly with the size discrepancy between the both, you can come up with some unique stuff. And we did see some fun moments with Braun and Ricochet uh, throughout this match. And clearly with Giovanni and uh, Kaiser, you're going to be seeing the hard hitting aspect of it. So I thought this match was fun, but we do end up seeing Ricochet and Braun get the win here and next week although it's still kind of unclear because we don't know really the situation with the Usos and that's going to play into what we talk about later on but next week we are supposed to be seeing Braun Strowman and Ricochet take on the Usos for the tag team titles however as you guys know Jay Uso has not been heard from or seen or seen since um since Royal Rumble, besides that tweet that he posted, but he wasn't on SmackDown today and he definitely wasn't getting in contact with the bloodline, but we'll talk more about that later. Um, okay, so this next segment that I want to talk about is one that, here's the thing. One of the things that I personally love to watch when it comes to wrestling is I love when they try to think of stuff that's like outside the box. And I'm talking outside the box like fun. I'm not talking like pitch black match. I'm talking things that they can come up with that are a little bit unique, maybe a little bit different, whether it be a segment or a match or whatever the situation is, right? So they ended up doing something, a collaboration with NASCAR. And uh, now granted, I'm not a NASCAR fan. So if I get any of the terminology wrong in terms of, racing pardon me in advance i don't know anything about racing i don't know anything about nascar that's the extent of it i know nascar i know that it's racing and 
that's it. That is my extent of NASCAR knowledge. <laughs> so they're doing a big event. I forgot what day. All right, went over my head, completely forgot, but they promoted it a bunch. Good for them. Okay, so they did this whole um, little crossover collab, which I really did enjoy. I did like that. I thought this was cool. I like stuff like this. When you think outside the box, when you do something different, get us outside the exact same elements that we're always seeing. Change of scenery definitely adds a little bit to the show and to the stories. And this is something that we've been seeing them do with Rey Mysterio and Dominic is that, you know, we saw all those little skits that they did for, for Christmas and Thanksgiving and, oh, Dominic goes to jail and this and that. So they've been finding little ways to um, just make things feel a little bit differently. And so they basically had this race. They had a race. They had Rey Mysterio and Dominic race each other in, on the track and they were in there with professional drivers, et cetera. But it was funny though, because you're not just getting the race, but you're also getting some really funny, like random trash talking. Prior to them actually doing the race, Rey Mysterio looks at Dominic and he tells them like, do you want me to spank you? Do you want me to spank you the way that I did when you were three years old? And let me tell you, I love Rey Mysterio, but when he said that, I was like, BS, lie, lies, lies. Ain't nobody buying that Rey Mysterio actually ever spanked Dominic Mysterio based on these actions that were seen. Um, so I thought that was pretty funny. But even then, uh, during the actual race, they had... Um, they had a what do you call it like they were trash talking to one another and one of my favorite parts of this was actually when uh ray mysterio tells dominic mysterio your driving is as fake as your teardrop tattoo i don't even think i understand what that means but it was funny as hell and i laughed about it um and it was just it was so corny but in the best possible way so um ray mysterio ends up winning afterwards dominic is super pissed off and he's like you know if mommy would have been here this would have been a different situation this and that so he pretty much just went out there and said oh if rhea ripley was the one driving and not me we would have actually won so that was kind of stupid but it was funny um so you know they end up fighting and arguing and amongst themselves but i liked this i really did because it felt different it was a cool way to collab and you know do that that cross promotional stuff of nascar and fox and all of that so i like stuff like this i would like to see more things like this especially in this type of storyline it just makes sense to do something you know a little bit quirky uh like what we saw here today so this was funny uh let's see what people are saying hey mikey says um I get the sponsor stuff, but the NASCAR segment was random AF. It was super random. Like I, like I said, I don't know anything about NASCAR whatsoever. Um, although I do know this and I don't, I hope I don't insult anybody. So apologies already to NASCAR fans, but um, so I have family members that are big NASCAR fans. Okay. They're big fans and I love them and they're big fans. But one time, and I had, I couldn't believe this. They were like, oh yeah, NASCAR is more entertaining than pro wrestling. Because we were, I literally like a couple of years ago, me and my family were, me and my family members, the ones that are big NASCAR fans, we were arguing about what's more entertaining, pro wrestling or racing. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, why am I even having this discussion? What in the world? And they could not believe that I thought pro wrestling was more entertaining than racing. And I could not believe that they thought racing was more entertaining than pro wrestling. So 
I'm sorry. Like it, it, it was something. Uh, DP says NASCAR is dumb until you see it. I like NASCAR, but I don't, I can't. Uh, it's what, it, how do I explain it? It's one of those things for me that I'll go to a show and have a good time, but I don't think I would go and, you know, continuously watch it. Like it would, it would be like a super casual, let's just say I wanted to go out and, you know, do something different, kind of like monster truck stuff. Like when the monster truck, what is it called? Monster jam. When Monster Jam does those little tours and they come here to Los Angeles, I'll go. Oh, I'll go to the shows. I'll have a good time. Take the take my siblings. But that's it. I won't watch it on TV. I won't seek it out on my own. It'll be like a one-time thing. Um, that's kind of the same thing with NASCAR. But anyways, um, yes, the race is in LA for those of you who are wondering. That was something that was promoted. But it's funny though. I, I find it funny that you know, depending on what you're a fan of, you're just going to see things a certain way. And then the other person's going to see things another way. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and uh, press on. But either way, that whole Ray Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, NASCAR collab thing was definitely a highlight for the show. Uh, next up, something that I didn't really consider a highlight of SmackDown was uh, Sonya Deville versus Charlotte. Um, clearly, this was something that, you know, we've seen already. We've already seen seen Charlotte and Sonia go at it, but there really isn't much else right now for Charlotte until, you know, we're making our way to Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. Uh, Rhea Ripley officially chose Charlotte Flair. So I hope that we do get, I don't know, I just want them to maybe do something a little bit more there because right now it just feels like they're on two separate islands. And I kind of don't want that to be, I don't know, I, I want there to be, you know, Clearly, this ties into, you know, uh, Charlotte versus Rhea and everything that occurred at WrestleMania 36 and everything that went down with them and Rhea Ripley wanting to get her revenge on Charlotte for taking her belt and all of that. So they already have the backstory, but I do want to, as we progress on with uh, towards WrestleMania, I would like to see them not feel like they're on different sides of the planet. So I do want to see a little bit more involvement between Charlotte and Rhea. And just to kind of, you know, keep building the story or just keep adding layers to uh, to their match at WrestleMania. Because it, it, I really like Sonya and I really like that they have found something to uh, have Charlotte do on SmackDown. But this kind of does feel like it got tired very fast. So Charlotte gets her win. That was pretty much expected. But there really isn't much else to, I kind of want to add about this one here. All right. So um, let's go ahead and press on from this. We got the Viking Raiders taking on Butch and Ridge Holland. And this one here, I didn't think was a bad match either. And I at first, I cut. So the Viking Raiders get the win here. At first, I kind of thought, man, I didn't really want to see the Brawling Brutes lose to the Viking Raiders because the presentation of both of these teams have been completely different, okay? You know, Butch and Ridge, they've been presented just, oh my God, just so much more differently. They've been presented more killer on the brand. They've had more entertaining matches. And it really wasn't until like recently that the Viking Raiders, that they actually gave them a, a match that was worth talking about. But, and so I was, at first I was kind of a little bit irritated because I didn't want to see the Viking Raiders defeat them because I really like Butch and Ridge Holland. But then I thought, you know what? Viking Raiders need it, man. They kind of needed this win because, like I said, they hadn't really been giving them much before this. Um, they're still trying to shake off the whole cartoonish 
presentation that they had before they were associated in all of these nothing tag team matches for quite a while. So the Viking Raiders did kind of need this victory a whole lot. So that's the only reason I wasn't too salty about it. So I'm good. But we need to talk about post-match. So post-match, we had the Banger Brothers banger bros excuse me <laughs> the banger bros <laughs> come out and attack the viking raiders so we did get to see uh this back and forth between them uh, but this was a good match i agree with those who are putting that in the comments uh here and i feel bad though because here we got we got wv david who says the viking raiders are boring and done here's the thing the viking raiders are a phenomenal tag team. We know this, man. There was a period where they were super, super over. But sadly, because of the way that they were presenting them, it took away so much from the Viking Raiders. And now we're trying to get it back. But they are like a... I don't know, like, I still kind of feel like they haven't really shaken up the cartoonish stuff because their characters are so... Um, they feel very, very disney movie type i hate to say it but they feel like a disney movie to me and so it is sometimes a little bit hard to kind of take them seriously and but i do think they're bouncing back a lot more especially this last month they've been doing a lot more with the viking raiders where you can see them differently but it's because we got so used to seeing them do the exact same thing i mean their bigger matches that they were doing before i mean sorry some of the matches that they were doing before was like literally the viking raiders versus umberto and angel garza and that was really nothing like really nothing and so um you know it's kind of hard to shake off you know, what we were used to with the Viking Raiders and start to see them in a different light, kind of similar to how we were first seeing them when they first got, you know, to the main roster and all of that. So um, we'll see. Um, all right. So I feel bad because a lot of people are like, the Viking Raiders are boring. <laughs> I don't think they're boring. I just think that the presentation should be a lot better for the Viking Raiders because when they have good matches, they have good matches. Like the match that they had with Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, what, a week or two ago? Um, that was really good. And even this match was not bad at all, but it's just, yeah, they need to kind of remind you that, kind of need to remind you that you might want to like this tag team, right? Um, okay, let's see what we got here. This is a comment from Mac Hensley who says, the Viking Raiders are good, but I still can't get into them. I saw them live before they had the character change and I couldn't get into their match, even though it was my first wrestling event ever. That's interesting because I do find them entertaining when they're in there, um, you know, having pretty decent matches. When they have decent matches, I think they're great. Um, okay, so moving on from this, we got a quick, um, a quick backstage segment with uh, Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy. And look, I'm not going to sit here and bury Uncle Howdy or the events that happened on uh, Royal Rumble because I've already talked about that endlessly. Um, and this is pretty much what we've been seeing. This is the first thing we've seen since then. So since the botch and, you know, things just didn't necessarily go over as well as they might have hoped with the pitch black match, killed the Royal Rumble live audience. And I know because I was there and I felt the energy sucked out of the room. Um, but we ended up getting a quick scene where Bray Wyatt is sitting in his rocking chair and he's watching like a, a screen or something. And uh, Uncle Howdy comes in and puts his hand on his shoulder and then he just like quickly turns his head into the uh camera and it's so fast it's like seconds and this is really all that we get um this is a lot of what we've been getting with bray wyatt and uncle howdy there has been no um 
there hasn't been enough to grab a hold of to here. It's been very just quick flashes, things that you're supposed to, they've been doing like all of those little videos where they flash a bunch of things on the screen. Uh, you know, Uncle Howdy comes out and he laughs for a really long time. They're, he, they're, keep, they're keeping things very, very minimal with Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt. And then the one spot that we got at freaking Royal Rumble, unfortunately did not go the way that they had hoped that it would go. And so I just kind of feel like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say when all we're getting is just a couple seconds of a guy putting his face on the camera and that is it? What what analysis am I supposed to provide in regards to that? There's nothing to really grab a hold of here. And that's my kind of been a little bit of my problem with this story where I feel they need to kind of speed things up a little bit and give us just a little bit more to uh, to care about. Um, so this was a very quick scene, literally a couple of seconds. And um, that was it, guys. I was going to make a funny joke, but then I took it back. I was going to make a funny joke about <laughs> about creepy uncles and never mind. I was going to tweet this joke out about Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt, but I decided not to. And then I was going to do it here on the podcast. And then it just timing was not there. Timing was not there. Um, <laughs> but that was all that I was able to even think of while I was watching this. There's nothing there. People are asking what happened to the fun house. We saw the fun house once. Nothing there anymore. We haven't seen it again. I mean, we saw it right before the Royal Rumble, so I won't be surprised if we see it again in like a week or two weeks or something. Um, but people are asking, are they friends or are they enemies? Well, the guy's putting his hand on his shoulder. I'm assuming they're friends. They're friends, right? Yeah, they're friends. That's the way I see it. <laughs> David Kaplan sends in a super chat saying off topic. I loved your wildest dreams wedding video. You looked lovely. Also, do you feel this WrestleMania will be pretty standard, pretty standard match wise? Uh, thank you so much for the lovely comment, by the way, David, in terms of WrestleMania, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, we already know that we're going to be getting Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes. We already know that, you know, it's going to be Bianca Belair versus whoever wins the elimination chamber. We know it's going to be Charlotte and Rhea. Um, and then there was already, there's the, you know, we might possibly be seeing Seth Rollins, Logan, Logan, uh, Logan Paul. We might be seeing Ray Dominic Mysterio, um, I think Shayna might be having a tag team match is what Dave put put or put out earlier today. And then um, what else? What else? There was something else and I'm blanking. Oh yeah, Austin Theory, John Cena possibly. So it does, there's a lot of stuff that I'm, when I kind of look at this card, there's probably three matches that I'm really looking forward to. And right now it's Roman Cody. It is, Seth Rollins and Logan Paul, if that does happen, which from what the events that happened, the events that unfolded at the Royal Rumble, I do think we're going to get Seth, Roll Seth Rollins, Logan Paul. I am looking forward to that one because if they do do that one, I think it'll be a pretty good match. I don't know what Austin Theory, John Cena is going to look like, but um, the other match that I was looking forward to is definitely Charlotte and uh, Rhea Ripley. And that's kind of where I'm at right now, but there isn't anything besides that that I'm like jumping oh and then clearly we might be seeing what a lot of people's prediction is is with the Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens that's the other thing and uh but there really isn't anything else that I'm kind of you know really excited about so I don't know if I would say that it's standard I just kind of feel like 
there's maybe not like a big surprise yet. Like we, it's clear we're not getting the rock. Uh, apparently we're not getting Austin either. So if you were kind of excited about that, then, you know, it's not going to happen. If you didn't care about that, then I don't think it makes a difference. I'm going to be more excited once I find out who's Bianca Belair's opponent is going to be. Um, but that's kind of where we're at right now. So I don't know if I would say it's standard. It doesn't feel standard because I do think Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns feels pretty exciting. And even the graphic that they put out together today, excuse me, was um, pretty damn good, actually. It was a really great graphic. And uh, seeing the picture isn't enough. Like you got to see the whole like moving little graphic is pretty cool. Uh, but thank you so much to uh, David Claypen for uh, K-Plan for sending that in here. Um, all right. So uh, we got Hunter Tillman who sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Hunter for this very generous super chat who says, Hey, Denise, since you were at Royal Rumble Live, what was your honest opinion of Hardy's musical performance? That damn time could have been used for the women's title match or even the pitch black match. I heard WWE isn't happy. I feel really bad because um, I'm sure you're expecting like a really great review of the Hardy performance. But I will tell you that I did not see any of Hardy's performance at all. Um, and you're going to be like, what? What do you mean you didn't see any of Hardy's performance at all? You guys got to understand. So when you're in a media box, there's a bunch of people that you know there. And, you know, there's food and a bunch of stuff going on. And I did not have to pay attention to Hardy's performance. So I used Hardy's performance as my, my mingling moment. You know, I was walking around saying hello to people, getting a cup of coffee, trying to get some Skittles. Um, that's what I was doing during Hardy's performance. So unfortunately I missed the entire Hardy performance. I didn't see any of it to me. It's funny because I know everybody was super pissed about it. And I agree because you know, I just didn't think that it was, I didn't think they should have put it where they put it on the spot on the show. I think if you're going to do a performance, it should be, you know, at the top of the show, or if it's going to be in the middle of the show, it's got to be like someone that is a big deal, right? Like a, a cool band or something that we all know of. I don't know. I didn't know about Hardy. I don't want to shit on the guy because I don't even know him. I'm sure he's really nice and all, but I just didn't know who he was. And Nobody that I knew knew who he really was. So that told me kind of everything I needed to know. But yeah, you could have definitely given more time, to, especially to like Bianca and Alexa and all of that. And so unfortunately, I can't give you a great analysis of his performance because I didn't watch it. I was doing other things. So, so I didn't hate it as much because I didn't see it. Um, I used it as my mingling moment. Um, so thank you, Hardy. Thank you, Hardy, because I got time to go mingle with people. Uh, thank you so much to Hunter Tillman. And I'm sorry I couldn't give you a better answer than that. Uh, I don't even know what songs he's saying. I'm sure, well, clearly the one that they were promoting, right? I don't even know the name. Oh, wait, Lights Out. Lights Out. That's the name of the song, right? I'm pretty sure it's Lights Out. Man. All right. So there you go. Sorry about that, guys. Cadillac Carson says, sounds like most of us would have chosen Skittles over Hardy. Okay, so you know what? In honor of Hunter Tillman's um, super chat, I'm going to tell you guys a funny story that I haven't told anybody that happened. Um, actually, the only people that know that happened, that this happened is Sean and I. So something really embarrassing happened to me. And I don't even, I don't even want to tell the story. But for the sake of Hunter Tillman, I want him to get his super chat's worth. So <laughs> this is really embarrassing. <laughs> This is really embarrassing. So in the media room or in the press box area, um, I was sitting down and I sat next to Sean, right? So 
I'm doing my little work, right? And Sean comes in and he's like, oh, I got Skittles. He brought Skittles. He brought, what else was it? It was Skittles and something else, another candy, right? And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Oh yeah, Skittles and nerds. He brought a bunch of Skittles and nerds, right? So we're there eating the Skittles and nerds and we finished them. So Sean told me where he got them from. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go get them, right? So I went to go get more Skittles, but it was like kind of in a different section from where the from where the media food is at. And so I went because I didn't think it was a big deal. And so I was looking at the table because I was trying to see what other snacks they had because they had other snacks too. So I was like, ooh, what are the options, you know? And I was thinking about what I was going to get. And then somebody came up to me. I don't know who. <laughs> Some girl came up to me and she goes, this is so embarrassing. She goes, you know, these are just for staff. Oh my God, I wanted to die in that moment because I looked like, it's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing to go up to something, like think you're going to get something and it's not for you. It's for staff. So I looked at her and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then I went back and I was like, God damn it, Sean, you got me in trouble. Like those Skittles weren't for us. So technically Sean and I shouldn't have been eating those Skittles. Um, so there you go. That's the Skittle story. It was very embarrassing. Um, nobody ever wants to go up to something where you don't belong and you're not supposed to be eating that food or those snacks. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that was the story. All right. Hope it was worth it. Hope it was worth it, everybody. All right. So let's, uh, the coyote says that's when you pretend you're staff. No, they knew I wasn't staff. No, they knew. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it was like they knew who staff was. And I definitely was not one of the staff members, but it was so embarrassing. Oh, it was so embarrassing. And they had so much too. JT says you should have taken them anyways. They had a massive bag. I bet you they didn't even finish those. They were completely full. Uh, I bet you they didn't even finish those Skittles. Oh man, that was really embarrassing. All right, moving on from this. Um, let's get into um, the, okay, where you talked about Elimination Chamber. Okay, we got one last thing to talk about and it is really the major thing of this show. It is the, the meat of the show and it is the bloodline. So let's get into this because this is what everyone wants to talk about. The ending of SmackDown was absolutely phenomenal. And there had already been rumors and speculations and this and that, that the match that we were going to be seeing at Elimination Chamber was Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. Well, it's official. That is the match that we are going to be getting and it is for the titles it is happening roman reigns versus sammy Zayn. but let me walk you through how we actually got there so we know everything that unfolded at the royal rumble the show the first thing that we got revolving surrounding the uh the bloodline today was we had roman reigns paul Heyman, jimmy and solo sokoa all backstage and roman reigns is basically asking jimmy have you heard from your brother? Have you heard from Jey Uso? As we know, Jey Uso walked out after the events that were going on at the Royal Rumble and, you know, him basically not wanting to do what Roman Reigns wanted him to do. He didn't want to turn on Sammy. Keep in mind that they're friends now. He's stuck up for him and this and that. Okay, so we have not heard from Jey Uso. They call him. It goes to voicemail. So nothing. We don't even know if he's showing up for this match that the Usos are supposed to be having against the Banger Bros next week on SmackDown. They don't even know for sure. All right. So pretty much uh, Roman Reigns is promoted to do this. Uh, you know, he's supposed to address everybody and, you know, basically give us his thoughts on the events that occurred at the Rumble. Okay. 
prior to this, he tells uh, Solo and Jimmy, like, they don't need to be out there. They can go eat and this and that. And he's going to go out there just with Paul Heyman. So Roman Reigns goes out there with Paul Heyman. And he kind of starts off getting mixed reactions in the building. There's booze, there's cheers. It's a little bit mixed. But then as he kind of starts talking, everything is Sammy. Just Sammy chants, Sammy chants, really freaking loud, okay? People are going nuts for Sammy. And then finally, you start to get stronger booze for Roman Reigns. There is a moment where Roman Reigns says he would much rather talk about Cody Rhodes than Sami Zayn because he feels that Cody Rhodes deserves more of his attention. And when he said that, the crowd was super pissed. They started booing this and that. And then he finally says, okay, fine. I'm going to, you know, since you people, he, he's basically saying that the people, he starts burying the people and saying how all they ever want is for people to give, 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 but they never want to give back this and that. So he's attacking the people and this and that, whatever. So he's going on about this and he's starting to address Sami Zayn. And it's during this that Sami Zayn comes from behind and attacks Roman Reigns. So he gets a massive pop because everybody knows he goes right in there and just starts nailing Roman Reigns with rights and lefts, etc. Um, Roman Reigns kind of gets a little bit of an upper hand for just a second. But just when you think Roman Reigns is going to go in on the attack on Sami Zayn, Sami Sami Zayn ends up spearing Roman Reigns, and that also gets a really great reaction to see Sami Zayn actually spear Roman Reigns. So that was a really good moment. But this, you know, we got Solo Sokoa's out there helping him out. And so at one point, Solo Sokoa is, you know, putting a chair through his neck, this and that. Roman Reigns stops it. And he basically stops Solo Sokoa from causing any further damage to Sami Zayn. So you got Sami Zayn laid out there on the floor um, by the turnbuckle. And Roman Reigns gets to him and he's like putting his hands on him. He's super freaking pissed off. And he's telling Roman that, oh, and prior to this, sorry, I skipped the part where Sami Zayn did challenge Roman Reigns for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. So he challenges it, challenges him Um to a match at Elimination Chamber, and then the attack and everything happened with Solo Sokoa. And then Sami Zayn is laid out there on the turnbuckle. So um, finally, when he's laid out there, Roman Reigns tells them, you know, you costed me. You're the reason that Jay's not here. You broke up the bloodline. You broke up my family. And so Roman Reigns tells them, fine, I'm going to give you this match at Elimination Chamber, but the reason I'm going to do it is because I'm going to basically end you. And so he's going off about, you know, yelling at Sami Zayn and this and that, and he's super freaking pissed, and we are officially getting this match at the Elimination Chamber. Now, there's a lot to think about here because we know that we're going to get, how do I say this? Where do I begin? Okay, so we know we're going to get Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes. Like, that's that's the thing that's happening at WrestleMania for the titles, etc. Um, Montreal. When we get them in Sami Zayn's, Sami Zayn's hometown, I don't know how to say this, guys. It's going to be freaking nuts. It's going to be nuts because... I know that we're not expecting Sami Zayn here to actually win, okay? I think for the most of us, I think most of us know that it's going to be Roman Reigns defeating Sami Zayn. We know this. 
it's like 99.9% sure this is happening. Okay. It could be a hundred, but I'm just going to go with 99.9 just in case, but no, for reals, we're all expecting Sami Zayn here to lose. Okay. Nobody here is really thinking that he's going to win the titles. But with that being said, it kind of freaking sucks to say that because we do kind of want it. It's a tough spot because you don't want to see Sami Zayn lose, but you also know that Roman Reigns is not going to drop the titles to Sami Zayn. And so it is kind of a hard uh, story to kind of judge here because you're thinking like, you don't want to see Sammy lose. It's going to suck. And the reaction that the crowd is going to, the, the, the reaction that the crowd's going to have when Sami Zayn comes out and all of that's going to be great. They're going to be so invested into the match. But then when he loses, when Sami Zayn loses, regardless if he, the match is caught, if, if the Usos or somebody cost him the match, it doesn't matter. The point is when he loses, that is going to get so much it's either going to get so much heat or like people are going to be like pissed off. They're just going to be, they're just going to be there like in silence, kill the crowd, horrible ending for the people there. Um, I don't even know what to think anymore. I feel like this is something that <sighs> Sammy Zane is the guy that people care about right now. If you say, what do you care more about? And I know there's going to be some people that have different opinions, but if you say, what do you care more about? Do you care more about Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns? Or do you care more about Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes? I know some people are going to say Cody Rhodes, but I think a great majority of the people are going to say Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, because that's the story. That's the big, big story. That's the hot one right now. That's what people are chanting for. Um, the reactions that Sami is getting is off the charts. <laughs> but they're not going to make them undisputed universal champion. And that's really, I don't know what to say, man. It's hard. It's a tough one. Um, and you know, we're all expecting it to be at WrestleMania. Um, the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So the big prediction everyone knows is they're expecting for the Usos to basically cost the match to, uh, for Sami Zayn at the Elimination Chamber, whether it's just Jimmy and Solo or if Jay gets involved because Jay here is the key component here. He's the key component as well because Jay Uso is the one that, you know, he was the one that at first was anti Sami Zayn. He wasn't on his side, but then he, you know, after the after war games and everything that they've been through, they became friends. He defended him at his trial. He was the only one who defended him in his trial and they became friends. When the beatdown happened at Roman on, on at Royal Rumble, he didn't want to take part in that. And so now you have this key component in the relationship between Jay Uso and Sami Zayn. What is going to happen with that? Is Jay Uso going to have a is he going to stick with Roman Reigns and the bloodline and keep doing their work, keep doing their, you know, what they want him to do? Or is he going to stick to kind of what he seems to be doing, which is separating himself from the bloodline and helping out, helping out Sami Zayn? I don't think so. I have a feeling Jey Uso is going to have to be the one to cost Sami Zayn this match against Roman Reigns. And that's also going to really suck because of the relationship that we were seeing, the friendship that we were seeing between Sammy and Jay Uso. So there's just kind of a lot here that we can kind of go into. 
but this is definitely going to be a show that a particular match that I don't think it's like can't miss. It's can't miss because you're going to want to see what they do, how they do it, and how the crowd reacts. That is going to be a big moment because this has definitely been like the hottest storyline for WWE in a very long time. And people are really interested in it. So it's going to be something. But let's see what you guys are saying, what your thought process is on all of this. Let's see what people are saying. Uh, Steven sends in a super chat saying, is Jay the one to cause Sammy's match with Roman? It would mean a lot more if Jay did it than Jimmy. Because Jimmy, you're expecting it, right? Like he's going to do what Roman Reigns says, et cetera. He doesn't maybe feel as strong of a connection as Jay and Sammy. If Jay does it, it's going to hurt more. It's going to be more messed up with Jay doing it. So that's why I do think it has to be um, Jay. And uh, let's see what else we got here. We got a lot of different predictions here, man. I know people are saying split the belts. What if we have different can uh, different um different uh you know different main events and different nights um and i know everybody's asking too about the usos in canada and what the whole situation is with that i don't know that is that was definitely something that was brought up to me uh earlier today um one of my friends and i were discussing this i do not know what the situation is with regarding the usos in canada i have no idea i have no idea uh, Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, I would say Solo might cost Sammy since the Usos legal troubles may keep them out of Canada for Elimination Chamber. And again, this is something that more people are bringing up. So I'm sure a lot of people thought about it because of the DUIs and all of that stuff. Uh, but anyways, I don't want to get into that because I don't want to speculate about that because I don't really know for sure what the situation is regarding that. Um, and if, if it's Solo, if it's Solo costing Sammy the match it has to be the Usos it has to be the Usos and it more specifically has to be Jay in my opinion um we got O2 Tanko sends in a super chat saying Jay cost Sammy the match Jay cost Sammy the match sets KO and Sammy versus the Uso and we forget about championship Sammy is not saying quote Sammy is not championship material um look the this one's a tough one because I feel like you can I feel like you can I don't want to say that I wouldn't want it. Look, if they were to have, let's just say, let's just put it out there. Let's just say that Sami Zayn were to defeat Roman Reigns. Would you be upset about that? I don't think I necessarily would. But then again, we know it's not going to happen because we know it's going to be Roman Cody with Cody, you know, becoming the champion. We know that's the direction that they're going in and it's too obvious. And if they were to go about it and just completely shock us all and just do something crazy that none of us thought was going to be happening i wouldn't be upset i would honestly i would tell you that my reaction seeing Sami Zayn win the titles versus cody winning the titles i would be really don't get me wrong I'd be so happy for cody and this and that but because of the story and because it seems so impossible my reaction for Sami Zayn, if he were let's just put it out there were to win the titles if they were going to shock us all and do something completely, completely unexpected, holy cow, I think everybody would be like, oh my God, right? But it's not going to happen. And I hate to say it because we don't ever know for sure, but it just, we just know it's not going to happen. So that's kind of a bummer. And again, you do want to see Sami Zayn get his happy ending, but the happy ending is looking like it's going to be, and everybody knows this already because you also have Kevin Owens, who's, you know, 
the, the big part in this storyline as well has been a big part in the storyline as well. So uh, it's definitely going to be Kevin Owens and Sammy uh, with the Usos at WrestleMania. It's just now how and who exactly is going to screw Sammy Zayn out of his opportunity uh, to win the titles against Roman Reigns. So this feels pretty predictable so far to an ex- to a certain extent because you don't know all the finer details, but um, it's still going to be really exciting to watch and it's going to be really exciting to see how that crowd is going to react because that crowd is going to be going mad for Sami Zayn, okay? Uh, that crowd's going to react differently than any other crowd. So it's going to be something to watch for sure. Uh, thank you so much to O2 Tanka uh, for sending in the super chat and I hope I answered your question here. Um, let's see what else we got here. This is a this is a comment from IA who says, I feel like Kevin Owens and Sammy challenging for the tag titles is the worst move. While they are a good team, they can never stay together. If they break apart, you throw away the bloodline story there. I get what you mean um, by that. But I think because Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn are so lovable together and they're so great together, whether they're opponents or or not opponents, if they're teammates, you're always going to get really good stuff. And people love Kevin Owens too. So I feel like, I feel like it'll be fine. I wouldn't say it'd be worse, but it's just the more realistic direction in which they are going to seem to go into. Oh man, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we got. IA also adds that his dream scenario was that Kevin Owens and Sammy hold one title each. Now you have two best friends at the top. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that, but we can't forget about Roman and Cody and all of that. Uh, We got a super chat here from Jared who says, do you think the crowd turns on Cody if Sammy loses? No, I don't think uh, in this particular case, no, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe like at WrestleMania, no, for sure. Like, look, the way that I thought that they would have turned on Cody was at the Royal Rumble. If at the Royal Rumble, and I said this a bunch prior to the Royal Rumble, was if they would have had Sami Zayn in that Rumble match and then had Cody win, I do think the crowd would have turned there, but they didn't have Sammy in that. So you knew for a fact Cody was going to win this and this and that. Um, Down the road, I don't think, I I mean, it's hard to say because even today there was people that were, um, you know, upset whenever whenever Roman Reigns, when when that part when Roman said that he would rather talk about Cody Rhodes than Sammy Zayn, people were pissed off, right? But I do think that as when Sammy loses to, Roman Reigns at the Elimination Chamber. It's going to suck. People are going to be pissed. And especially that crowd. But I don't think, at least I would hope not, that I don't, I hope they don't turn on Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns, I think is still going to be a phenomenal, a phenomenal main event. Now, I can't tell you what the reaction is going to be like at WrestleMania. It, like, let's just say, I don't know. I don't think this will happen, but let's just say at WrestleMania, people are chanting Sammy during that match. I don't think it'll happen. I think by then we'll, you know, by then we'll know what Sammy Zayn is doing in that, in that card, which is most likely going to be that tag team match. But I don't think so. I think by then it'll be like, okay, we already know where we're going with this, but Elimination Chamber, people are going to be pissed. People are going to be pissed regardless at Elimination Chamber when he loses. So that's where we're at with all of that. Um, all right, so... Uh, thank you so much to uh, Jared for sending that in. And let's go ahead and uh, press on from here. We got a super chat actually from Madman Arkham. Thank you so much to Madman who says, what if they swerve us and have Cody cost Sammy the, and cost Sammy and win at the Elimination Chamber? Um, 
Oh, you're saying if if Cody Rhodes were to come out and screw Sami Zayn out of the match so that he can make sure that he's facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? Oh, I'd be freaking pissed. And no, that would not be a good idea. To That's not a good idea for sure. Definitely not. That would not be a good idea at all. No, no, no. Um, so I'm going to say no on that one. But thank you so much to Madman Arkham for uh, putting that in there as well. Though. I appreciate it. And for sending in the Super Chats. Much appreciated. Um, <laughs> oh, Tutanko says, imagine Cody being booed again. Oh, man, guys. All right. So, yeah. And when Cody wins, he it has to be a feel-good moment. He has to be a baby face when he wins the title. It has to be a feel-good moment. Uh, that's the way that I see it happening. So, um, I, don't, I don't think that he'll come in and cost him the match. No. It has to be the Usos. But we'll see. All right. Um, let's move on from this and uh, let's get into AW Rampage. This is going to be a quick chat, guys, because I, there really wasn't too much um, to really talk about for this particular show. But before I move on to AEW Rampage, though, uh, just a friendly reminder, I am live three times a week here on F4W online, in case you're wondering. Tuesdays, I'm here to chat NXT. Uh, I was going to say NXT 2.0, but it's not 2.0 no more. Uh, NXT and... Um, Wednesdays, I'm here for AEW Dynamite, and then Fridays, SmackDown, and Rampage. So Fridays is the most relaxing day because it's chill. It's the end of the week. You guys know it. All right, so um, we opened up the night with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks taking on Ethan Page, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy for the AEW World's Trails titles. This was probably... No, this was definitely the best match of the night. Um, this was really the only match that I thought was really worth watching. Uh, it's pretty much your typical opener, good pace, lots of spots here and there. BTE trigger from the Young Bucks to get the win. Uh, and they did announce that we're going to be seeing AR Fox and Top Flight take on the Young Bucks on Dynamite next week, which I think that one's going to be really good because uh, AR Fox is really good. Top Flight has been, uh, you know, definitely climbing up that ladder. So I think it's going to be a really fun trios match. And it's also going to be for the trios title. So that should be really entertaining to watch. Um, but this was really the only thing that I would suggest being like, okay, if you're going to watch anything from Rampage, this was probably it here. So nothing much else to add about that there. Um, we had Shane Strickland versus Brian Pillman Jr. in which Shane Strickland won. Uh, we had Brian Pillman come out with a new theme song. He's got kind of a new look going for him. Uh, good for that. Good for him because, you know, the Varsity Blondes, I thought that they had a lot of potential, but they kind of seemed to not really go all the way with them. And I really would have liked to see more emphasis on them as a tag team. But once it became clear that they weren't really going to do that, it was like, okay, you know what? If you're not going to do that, if you're not going to go all the way with the Varsity Blondes, you might as well uh, do something differently with Brian Pillman Jr. So we're finally starting to see, uh, we're finally starting to see, you know, his new presentation. And I didn't realize, by the way, until they put it on the uh, banner that this was his first time on Rampage. They put it in the, I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? I felt like I had seen Brian Pillman Jr. on Rampage, but apparently we hadn't. Um, So I don't know what I was thinking there. I was kind of a little bit surprised by that. I thought we had seen him or something, but whatever. Um, In regards to Strickland and Brian Pillman Jr., I thought this match, oddly enough, they didn't seem to have very good chemistry with one another. Something kind of felt a little bit off in this match. Like all of the ingredients were there. It just wasn't... Um, 
It wasn't as smooth as some of the other stuff that we have seen both of these guys in. So for some reason, I just kind of felt like they didn't click as well, which is a little bit of a bummer because I did like certain moments in this match. But top to bottom, it did feel like they were just kind of a little bit off um so this one necessarily didn't hit as hard as i thought that it was going to so after this we did have um the mogul affiliates kind of you know go after brian pillman but or tried to go after because dustin rhodes ends up coming out and pretty much stopping that and making the save for them so that's kind of where we're at on that um we got soraya and soraya and tony storm taking on the renegade twins robin and charlotte uh you guys know this. I love the Renegade Twins. Oh, they're the sweetest girls ever. Uh, there's gonna be they're gonna be they're gonna be stars one day. I'm so excited for their future. They're so good. Um, I love the Renegades. And so, anyway, seeing them get into this match here, this was, um, this wasn't a squash match, but this also wasn't like this was a squash match, but it wasn't a your typical. It, it how do I say this? God damn, it was just not, it was pretty much what you were expecting from this here. Like this could have been an AEW dark match. Um, there was only so much to really grab a hold of here, honestly. Uh, we do see my, I do want to say this though, because this was definitely something that stuck out to me. Uh, and I feel like I haven't mentioned this on other podcasts, but Tony Storm, uh, I know sometimes she gets some criticism for her pile drivers, but I like her pile drivers. Holy shit. I like her pile drivers because they actually look like they hurt. Um, so I do want to give her a little bit of a shout for that there. And then even after this match, they're doing the whole uh, spray, spray, uh, spray paint thing where they're spray painting. Um, they spray painted the renegades with little owls for, I guess, loser. That's obviously what it's for, loser. Um, so, But I just really do think that I'm excited for the Renegades, and that was kind of it. And you know what? I'm just glad that Soraya and Tony Storm are officially heels, but that's kind of it, though, guys. Like, I didn't really feel like I had anything else to really add about this, man. I really don't. Let's see what we got here. Matt Kensley says, um, Soraya was trying to get boos and reactions from the crowd, but they weren't giving her much at all. Thank you from Ender. Ender says, a slow-moving squash. Thank you. Like, it wasn't a quick squash. <laughs> Thank you. And Ender Buckley's a slow-moving squash. That's probably the best way to describe this match. Um, I couldn't describe it any other way. Like, oh, man, I was trying to think of a way to kind of get it to make sense, but I couldn't think of the right words for that one. Um, but there you go. Uh, Alexis Peace says the hip attack looks more violent than a Goldberg spear. I do love her hip attacks, by the way. I really do. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and uh, press on from this. Afterwards, we also got Roosh versus Christopher Daniels. And this was also one match that I did think was going to be a little bit better. I didn't think this one necessarily hit the mark either, which was a little bit of a bummer because this was the match that I was most looking forward to. I was really looking forward to Roosh and Daniels, but I think this one just felt, it felt like a good match for Rampage, but it wasn't a main event match though. Um, Happy to see Roosh get the win though. That was the right call to go about it, especially because, you know, we know that he's going to go up against Brian Danielson. So you need to get him that win uh, before that match with Brian Danielson. I do think the match with Brian Danielson is going to be really good. Or at least I really hope so. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, but this one was okay. It just wasn't like a blow away main event by any means. So I wish we would have seen, a, gotten a little bit more, um, 
a little bit more out of this one, though. But pretty much the highlights for Rampage today was that opening match. And that was kind of about it, guys. That was really it. Um, what else do I want to say? That's it. That's really all I've got. I was trying to think of something else, but that's it, everybody. Um, all right, before I go, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in each and every single show. I seriously appreciate you guys like so, so much. Um, without you guys, I would not be here. So thank you so much for your support each and every single week. If you guys do enjoy the podcast, please spread the word on social media. Tag me. I always retweet people who help promote my podcast because that's really the only way to help grow a podcast. I'll leave a comment on YouTube all of that stuff really, really matters. And uh, do not forget to subscribe to F4W online. And then also please head on over to youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, because that's where all of my interviews are going up, uh, podcasts and pretty much everything. Uh, I just put up an interview today with PCO, uh, who is literally the sweetest person ever. If you watch this interview, you're all going to wish that like PCO was like your dad or something. That's how nice he is. We're all going to want PCO as a dad. Um, so he was really great. And obviously all of my uh, Royal Rumble contents up there. I posted a Royal Rumble vlog, which a lot of people seem to like. So I'm glad about that. Um, but there's an interview with Seth Rollins. There's an interview with Amaj, Chad Gable, Otis, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, so many others. Please go there and check those out. It would really mean a whole lot to me. But that's it, everybody. I will see you back here on Tuesday for NXT. If not Wednesday, Dynamite. And if not um, Friday and SmackDown. Wait, Friday, SmackDown and Rampage. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Thank you so much, everyone.